In the name of our God, who blesses his children, dear brothers and sisters. Today, I feel a little bit like Jacob from the end of the book of Genesis. Maybe you remember the story. Jacob is changed his name to Israel, and at the end of Genesis, he's elderly, and he's reclined, uh, surrounded by his sons and grandsons, and he's about to go to heaven. But before he, before he does, he wants to bless them. A blessing, especially back in that culture, a blessing was a formal speech, and it was for at least a couple of reasons, at least three reasons. First, Jacob wanted one last time to tell his sons before he left, I love you, I delight in you. Uh, second, he was wishing them well for the future. Here's the vision of success that I see for your future. And then last, he was actually giving them something, literally giving them at that time their inheritance so that they could succeed in the future, right? Some of the words that Jacob used to bless his sons and grandsons seem a little funny to us. And they were heartfelt and uh, serious at the time, but because our culture is quite different than it was, than theirs was 3,500 years ago, some of the it sounds a little funny, okay? So, for example, Judah, Jacob's son Judah, this is what Jacob said. He will wash his garments in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. I would never think to say that at the end of a church service, okay? Jacob said in verse 27, Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning he devours the prey. In the evening he divides the plunder. That was his way of wishing well to his son, not the way I would do it for my son, Okay? They're a little funny, and today I feel a little like Jacob, but I don't want to wish you that you bathe in the blood of grapes, okay? So, what we're going to do instead is use a blessing that's maybe a little more familiar. And this is a blessing that actually came 400 years after Jacob went to heaven. 400 years later, this group of 12 Israelites had, had turned into a nation of millions, and God picked spiritual leaders who would dress like this. He picked spiritual leaders to bless those people, this nation of millions, with words that you might recognize. This is what, this is what it says. It says, the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, those were the ancient pastors, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. And this is still how God chooses to say to people he says it through pastors, but God chooses to say to people, I love you, and I have a vision for your future success, and I'm giving you something so that you can succeed in the future. It starts like this. The Lord bless you and keep you. That first verb, that first word, bless, you know that one, right? You've heard somebody say, count your blessings. What do they want you to number? The good things about your life. So, even if they're little things, the good things, count them up. Thank God for pork chops. Or if you happen to be vegetarian, thank God for impossible burgers. Because even though that's not a life-changing thing, it's a little good thing that came from God. And he blessed you with it. Thank God that he blessed you with useful work to do. Thank God that he blessed you with a roof over your head. And he blessed you with friends and with family and with a church family that supports you and supports me emotionally and spiritually. Thank God that he blessed you. That's what God does. But if you're like me, sometimes you start to think, but I bought the pork chop and I made the friends and I got the job 
So thank God for blessing me. But I kind of did some of this. And a friend of mine told me this week, when we think that way, when we think that way, we're like a little kid who's sitting at the breakfast table and poured her own cereal so she thinks she can take care of herself, right? Good on you, girl. You poured the cereal. You probably spilled the milk, but you, you at least got it in the bowl, some of it. But who put the cereal in the pantry? Who put the milk in the fridge? Who put the table in the kitchen and the spoons in the drawer, right? You, you, you did it, kid, but it would be impossible if your parents were not behind the scenes providing everything you need along the way. That's exactly how it is with you and me. We are all, no matter what age, we are all like kids at the breakfast table. And I am very thankful that we have learned to take care of ourselves, but it would be impossible if God were not behind the scenes giving us the talents that we need and the opportunities and the, the grit to do what we need. God has taken care of us and blessed us. Would it, not, would it not transform the way that you look at all the little things in your life if you could remember that all of them are little blessings that come only from God in heaven? God bless you and keep you. Keep you is just shorthand for keep you safe. Right? God keep you safe. It is impossible for you to count how many times God has kept you safe. This is kind of hard to explain, but you can't number the times that God has kept you because the bad thing that, you were, that he protected you from didn't happen. Right? So how can you count the number of car crashes that you haven't had because God protected you? How can you count the number of times that your finances haven't fallen apart because God protected you? God protects people. He keeps you safe. And, and even if you can't number them, you can know that that's what he does. Except for when he doesn't. If we put our heads together and got a big white, whiteboard out here, we could list a lot of bad things that have happened in your life or in my life. This is really important. God never promised to keep every bad thing out of your life. But he promised to keep you no matter what bad thing happens in your life. I'll say it one more time. God never promised to keep every bad thing out of your life. He promised to keep you no matter what bad thing happens in your life. God promised, I don't sleep. So there's never a second where I don't have both eyes on you making sure you're okay. God promised, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And so you will never face a challenging season of life all by yourself. God promised, I will work all things for a blessed end. A blessed end. And so no matter how crazy the middle of your life story gets, God has promised to turn it around by the time the end credits roll. God promised to keep you safe. And that's what he does. He keeps you no matter what happens through thick and thin. Why? Why would God ever give me a pork chop? Why would God ever keep you safe from a car crash? It's a little weird, if you think about it, that God cares about us that much. Right? He told us what he wants us to do. He told us, be holy. That means be clean, be perfect, be spotless. And yet I think some pretty disgusting things. And I've heard some of you say some pretty nasty things, and we do some pretty gross things. So why should God care about us? God 
has provided more for us than anyone else in our lives, right? He has done more for you to succeed than anyone else. And yet somehow he falls, sometimes in my priority list, he falls down to like number six or seven. Is this sounding familiar? Like right after work and family and the house and having fun and sometimes football. Why should God care about you? Why should he take care of you? If I can rule out one answer for myself, it's not because I have earned God's love. And you haven't either. And yet here we are, enjoying pork chops and a roof over our head and a spiritual family surrounding us. God has blessed us and he has kept us even though we don't deserve it. You see, he knows that you could never, ever, ever earn his affection. You couldn't, but he could. He could be holy. He could keep his priorities in perfect order from start to finish. And so he did. He came to earth and did it himself. When Jesus came to earth on Christmas Day, he joined us to live a perfect life, the kind that God has been waiting for you and me to do. And Jesus lived the best possible life, and then he died the worst possible death. He did it because he was living in your place, and he was dying in our stead. Jesus had a perfection that he established, and now he's given that perfection to you. Here's why. So that you can hide behind it. You can like picture this in your brain. Like imagine that Jesus handed you a perfectness and you get to hide all your flaws behind that and peek out from behind so that when God your Father looks down from heaven on you, his forehead has no wrinkles in it. He is not mad. He's not angry at you. He sees Jesus when he looks at you and so he smiles. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. Hebrew is a more concrete language than, than English a lot of times. And so if I was going to write this sentence in English, I would say, God is thrilled with you, but you can't see thrill, right? You can't touch it. Hebrew likes to use a word. This Hebrew is the language this passage was written in. And Hebrew likes to use words that you could touch and you could see and you could feel and you could touch someone's face. Picture God's face. It's shining. I can still picture my wife Rachel's face and how it was shining the first time she saw our baby son Soren. Rachel, after being in labor, she was in so much pain and she was exhausted and radiant. Not because Soren was much to look at, right? If you've been in a delivery room, you know, I'm not trying to be mean, but he was slimy and <laughs> at, at first a little misshapen, you know, and not is better now, but. Um. <laughs> so why would she smile at this ugly little kid? And I just think of all that she had sacrificed and all that she had endured, always for, for months, like pining and hoping for the chance to meet her son, and then here he is, her son. She could not help but beam. I know that spiritually speaking, you're not much to look at little slimy at times. But God has endured and sacrificed so much to have you, to redeem you and buy you back, and far more than any mom. He gave up his own son for you. Jesus endured eternal death on the cross so that he could meet you. 
And so here you are, his child. Will he not just beam at you when he sees you, at the thought of you? That's what it's like when God smiles on you, when his face shines on you. That's grace. He's gracious to you. Doesn't it make you want to offer that to the person sitting next to you today? That you could offer your smile as a reflection of God's. That you could offer your grace to show them his. The last part of the blessing. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. There's that concrete word face again, right? If I wrote this in English, it would say, the Lord will pay close attention to you, but you can't see attention. So the Hebrew says face. Know this, whatever ups and downs are coming after this, whatever ups and downs you face in, in life, you have both of God's eyeballs locked on you. His face is turned toward you and his smile because he knows how this ends and he knows it's good. God has turned his face toward you to keep a close eye on you. And, and more than that, the, the other parts of the Bible say that God isn't just from the outside looking at you. He lives in you. He chose to move into your heart where he now lives. And so uh, your, your heart, right? Your, your heart where you feel stress and joy, where you have fear about the future and hope, hopefulness about the future. Your heart where things can be a little wild, a little stormy sometimes. That's where God lives. That's where he's chosen to make his house in your heart. So that no matter what goes on out here, you can have peace in there. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. I feel a little bit like Jacob today. I want to tell you that I love you. I want to wish you well for the future, and I want to give you something. Uh, that's what God wants to do too. So what should I do? What should I say as a blessing? May you bathe in the blood of grapes. No. I want, I want you to love each other and to love Jesus. And I want you to not ever be overwhelmed by stress or worry. And to not, this is the fondest wish in my heart, that you'd never fall away from Jesus. Trust in him. Trust in him. What should I do? Yell? So you always remember the last sermon? <laughs> or text you every day? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord bless you and keep you. God had a better idea. He said if, you want, if pastors want to bless the people they love, just tell them who they are. Just tell them who they are. This is the last part of his instructions to Aaron. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. Put my name on them, God said. I put my name on my son when he was born that day. Whether he likes it or not, for better or for worse, he's Wardell. Which comes with some responsibility, right? I want him to behave in church because what he does kind of reflects on me and my family. But even if he's rascally, I, he's still my son. He's got my name, no matter what. You got God's name. And it comes with some responsibility. What you do reflects on him. You're called Christian. He's called Christ. What you do reflects on him. But when you make a total mess of that, and when you are falling flat on your face, you're still his dear daughter. You're still his son. You got his name. So if you zoned out during the sermon, if you were asleep, come back, come back. It's the last 10 seconds, I promise. I just want you to look at, look at me and for the second to last time, 
I'm going to retattoo God's name onto you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you, each and every one of you, and give you peace. Amen? Amen. Please stand. Hey, thank you so much for spending some time with us and worshiping with us online today. We are so glad you fed your faith through the work of Mount Olive, and we'd love to know that you fed your faith. So head on over to mountoliveappleton.com and click the online friendship register, or just click the link in the description here. It takes about one minute to fill out. Thanks so much for spending time with us. God's blessings on your day.